Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hello! Thanks for joining me for episode 372 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, Back on Blog Talk Radio. Happy end of the first month of the new year, my friends. I am here to deliver on a promise that I made to you on the last episode. I said it would be in a week, that next week I would do a kind of new year in review episode so we could all like check back in with the new year resolutions that we made at the top of the year to see how on track we are and yada 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 and I'm late because it's been more than a week but it's not my fault I got so sick I I had a recurrence I my my kid my carrier monkey of a kid I swear every time he gets something I get it and no matter don't be preaching to me the word of airborne <laughs> See here. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I can't laugh. I can barely talk without coughing. I just did an episode for Patreon. I do I do a special podcast there called the Witchy Writer's Journey podcast. And it was time for me to deliver the next one. I think I've done seven so far. And this cold that I have, it at that point it was just a head cold. And I was like, I have to figure out how to get this to them. So I ended up cutting and pasting together like little bits. I would talk for a little bit and then sneeze and hack and cough and then come back and talk a little bit and sneeze and hack and cough. And I put it together piece by piece. I think this one, now that I hear myself trying to suppress a cough, is going to be like that. But what happened is... Back at, at Christmas time, when my, my kid had a cold, my mom was always like, airborne always works. I never get sick. When I first just feel like the beginning of something, I start taking airborne, and then magically I don't get sick. And a lot of people have told me this. So I finally got a bottle of airborne. I ate the whole damn thing, and I got super sick right up until the new year. Well, this time, I guess I'm the carrier monkey. I don't know who I got this from because my kid is perfectly fine, but it circled back around on me at the end of the month. And when I recorded that podcast for Patreon, I was like, wow, this is like the most editing I've ever done for a podcast ever. But I was so glad that I did it because the next day, Monday and Tuesday of this week, the cold moved from my head down into my chest, and it was so <laughs> disgusting. It was so disgusting, and I was so ill, and there's a plumbing issue going on. Actually, it's resolved. The plumbing issue has been resolved, but there was essentially a lake of sewage forming underneath my house, and the plumbers had to come and fix that shit literally. And so I had to leave my house on the day on the day that I was like the sickest and the most disgusting, a day that nobody would want to be around me. And I had to cancel 
an appearance on Focus TV that I was looking forward to. But now I'm so glad. If I had not canceled that, I would be there right now hacking and coughing on the lovely host. And I also, I have this situation going on (laughs) where the... My top lip, it looks like I'm wearing maroon lip liner, but it's really a burn. You know how you can, like, burn your lip from blowing your nose too much, and it gets all, like... It's somewhere in between chapped lips and a scab, and it's, like, bright maroon and super ugly. (laughs) And that's what I'm dealing with today. But I'm in a good mood. I've been in a good mood the whole time. And here's the thing. When I'm sick, I read my ass off. When I read my ass off, I get super inspired. When I get super inspired, I want to talk to you all. Because when I'm excited about something, I want to share it. So now there's like a backlog in my head of all this stuff I can't wait to talk about. Hopefully I'll get around to getting to talk about all of it today. And before I go any further, let me just say, thank you so much. To my new patrons, I said I would give you a shout-out, and I'm going to give you a shout-out right now. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast on Patreon. Alana Yan, Catherine Boley, Morgan, Sage Vermont, Sarah Jackson. I just feel like saying your name that way. Sarah Jackson. Rachel Miller, Leslie Grable, who really went above and beyond to support the podcast. Thank you so much. And and I want to thank someone who is leaving, Michael S., who has been supporting me for so long on Patreon and has carried me so far. That's the thing about Patreon. I don't think any of us creators on Patreon expect anybody to show up, much less stick around for a really, really long time. So it's an honor when people do, and we are so not offended when, you know, when your finances change or if you just want to go support someone else. It's an honor if you come and support us for one month. And truly, I mean, I really, really feel that. And so many people have supported the podcast in so many different ways over the years, leaving reviews, giving it shouts out, shout outs on their blogs and on social media, or just writing me to say, I love the podcast. It means a lot. That's what keeps us going, just to know that you're there and you care and you value what we're doing. So even if you can't support your favorite creators on Patreon, think of other things that you can do to let them know that you're there and that they're not talking into a void, <laughs> you know, like, like, comment, share, all that stuff they say on YouTube with podcasters, you know, leave them reviews. It helps other people find them or, or give them a shout out on, on social media. It all counts. And even just listening, like we can see how many people have downloaded each episode and it's like, yay, they're here. They're listening. Even if they're hate listening, <laughs> they're listening. So today, let us let us talk about what we're here to talk about, which is a new year in review and the invitation of Imolk. I know so many of you are buried in literally Arctic temperatures right now, which is so hard for me to imagine because I'm in Los Angeles and Imolk really, to me, We get spring early here. We almost don't get a winter. We kind of go from fall to spring. In fact, it's really interesting when you walk around here this time of year. It looks like fall and spring are confused and they're, they're hanging out together because you'll see dead leaves on the ground, like those fall colors, crispy brown leaves and oranges and golds. And then you'll see brand new 
lime green shoots sprouting up from the ground and, and bright yellow little flowers starting to make an appearance. So I love Imolk. I have to say something that I recommend doing if you want to follow a traditional wheel of the year, you know, the eight spokes of the wheel, if you want to be in sync with the community as they're doing it, is to just look at it like you look at the phases of the moon. These are the phases of the sun. And then that way it's not as much about the seasons. You know, if you're like, but I'm buried in snow and it's it's spring equinox. It doesn't feel like spring here. But you can still honor the changing light and you can really work with the light in that way. And I think Imolk is an amazing time to do that because the symbolism is there. It's it's the halfway point. I call it spring transition in the Wheel of the Year group that I lead called the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year, Psycho-Spiritual, you know, I'm all about it. I call these in-between times transitions. So this is spring transition because we're moving in between winter. We're right smack in the middle of winter and spring. So it's a time to kind of like harvest the lessons of winter, right? And to start checking in. But then it's also a time to start preparing for spring and looking forward to spring. And if you are buried under ice, sleet, and snow, maybe you really want to start looking forward to spring. But so much of the symbolism of candle moss and imulk and even Groundhog Day is about light. Candles, specifically. So it's a great time to work with shadow work as well. I, this is something in the, in the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year program. I'll just tell you right now, I'm offering you all two badass discounts right now, especially because I feel bad about being late, about getting this episode out, and because I was just on Hay House Radio on Yasmin Bolin's show, and we had things that we were going to talk about, and we ended up not getting to talk about shadow work. We ran out of time, and I was like, dang, I, I made a discount for her listeners that I didn't even get to share. So I'm like, I'll just save it. I'll share with my listeners so you all can benefit from Hay House cutting off our interview or us not having enough time to to finish what we were planning on talking about. So the discount code, if you want to do the spring transition module of the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year is Moonology, which is the name of Yasmin Bolin's book, Moonology. And you will get $30 off, which is huge. That's more than half off the that module. And there will definitely be a link around here. But also, I created a 20% off discount code for Shadow Love, the audio journey Shadow Love, which is in-depth. It's definitely my most popular, well-received, I guess, program. It's the one that I get the, the best feedback about. Maybe Queen and Shadow Love tie. But people seem to love it. I really love it. It's a very unique audio journey, and you get 20% off that, too, when you put Moonology in at checkout. I don't know how long I will leave these codes up. Definitely into February for a week or so because, this again, this episode is late. But I just feel that Immolk, Candlemas, Groundhog Day, it's such a, a good point on the wheel of the year to revisit the shadow work that you did back during what I call the winter transition and what most of you probably call Samhain or Halloween. I think this is an awesome time to check back in with that work, that shadow work, or even do some if you've never done some before, just to get out of your own way so you can make some progress and, and move ahead a little bit and really enjoy spring. And it's such a time for decluttering too. And, and, and so 
getting in there and doing a little bit of decluttering is awesome. And then again, like much of the symbolism of, of all of these holidays, it's tied up, well, maybe not Groundhog Day. I don't know about Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day, I would say light for sure, because it's about shadows. But the others are also about purification. So I'll talk a little bit about both here today, because why the heck not? Because we can't, because we're witchy people and we like to talk about these things. And I will share a quick candle spell at the end of this episode that I think you might enjoy and might be a fun thing to pull out this weekend. A helpful thing, not just fun, but helpful. And hopefully this episode itself will help maybe shed some light on where you are headed this year and act as a reminder that you can you can always, at any point, on any day, stop, recompose yourself, and redirect your energy if you don't like the direction that you're headed in. And so that's really what I'm thinking about today, especially because by the time January ends and February starts happening, hold on, I have to cough, I'll edit this out, I promise. I am so disgusting! <laughs> What was I saying? What was I saying? Let's talk about purity, shall we, as I'm, I'm hacking up the depths of my lungs. I have a couple of notes on that. One is something that I've already talked about, but I feel like it bears repeating. Heck, I've probably talked about all of this before. Social media. I think, you know, a lot of people, they do these decluttering, they do like a purging of their friends on social media. I'm not really sure why people make these announcements. <laughs> I'm, I'm purging my, my friends, my contacts here. You're lucky if you made the cut. There's just some weird energy around that to me that's a little bit condescending, possibly hurtful for someone who didn't make the cut and ends up seeing your post anyway <laughs> or wondering where in the heck you went. I think there's a way to do that discreetly. People do it a lot with their inboxes, which I highly recommend. If you're subscribed to an obnoxious amount of newsletters, and so many of us are now because anytime you make an online purchase, people add you to their newsletter list, which I actually don't do. I add people automatically when they get my ebook, but they know that they're being added to a list. It kind of bugs me a little bit when I go buy something and then automatically I'm on their list and getting all these sales notices. So decluttering your life of that stuff is really, really helpful. But I also think, just going back to social media, that it's really cool. It's a really powerful exercise to, instead of looking at all of the things that other people are posting that you don't like and editing your feed that way. Sure, do that if there's people that are bringing you down or stressing you out or, or always harping on something that you don't want to hear about. It's totally fine to unfollow those people and clean up your feed. But like attracts like, right? And you were at some point in resonance with that person for some reason. And I think it's interesting to note why that is, but also to just go through your own your own posts, your own part of the feed, right? And go through your own posts and just ask yourself, like, how many of your posts are angry? How many of your posts are insensitive to other people? How many are passive-aggressive takedowns of your frenemies and peers or outward expressions of your insecurities? How many of your posts are like a, a cry for attention. What, what do you use to get attention? Pain, outrage, 
boobalicious selfies, complaints about how shitty life is. And, and then also, how do you feel when you don't get the response that you're after? And, and how long does the high last when you do get the response you're after? And of course, there's deeper work to be done once you answer these questions. It's just like a it's a beginning line of inquiry. But if you keep asking and you genuinely want to get to the truth, you will find it because the, the internet is an amazing mirror. It's a mirror, just like people are mirrors. The internet, the internet is sort of like a condensed version of all the people that you're interacting with, all the companies you're interacting with, all the things that you're looking at at the internet. It mirrors you back at yourself just like life does, and it's fascinating that way. And the truth you're trying to get to with a line of questioning like this is, what do I want? What do I need? And is there a better, healthier, more satisfying way to meet that need or desire? That's all. What do you want? And if you're honest about why you do the things you do, and again, social media is a great mirror for this if you're willing to look in the mirror. And if you're honest about why you post the things you post and what your reaction you're hoping to achieve, your wants and needs will be revealed in a clear, simple way. It cuts away all the elaborate games that we play with ourselves and other people. It just cuts straight to the chase and reveals the basics. Oh, I see. I want love. Or I want to feel powerful. I want to feel in control. I want to stop feeling afraid. I want to be happy. I want to be well. I want to stop hacking my lungs out while I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> and then the other thing you can do to engage with the spirit of purity, like creating a sense of purity or purging or cleansing or releasing is just to do some basic space clearing. I have, I have been walking the wheel of the year now for quite a long time. And I have found again and again that this time of year lends itself so naturally to doing this kind of work. Like I, I want to get rid of my stuff at this time of year. All the over-accumulations of the holidays and the stagnant energy from having the windows closed all winter, wink, wink, that's in quotes, because hello, I live in Los Angeles, but we get cold here. When it dips below 70, we're like, where's my jacket? I'm freezing. <laughs> uh, the dust that collects in the dark, especially because I live in an old house, when the light changes during the dark half of the year, it's amazing how much dust collects because I just can't see it. I don't have much overhead lighting in my house. I just have lamps, and they're kind of low. So when the light starts coming back, I'm like, holy shit, I'm a scum. Look around this place. It's scuzzy. And I just want to be, like, attacking the cobwebs and the dust that I couldn't see during, during the winter once things start lightening up and it starts getting bright again. One thing I did, because I've been so sick and feeling just cruddy and because... There was a lake of sewage forming under my house. It literally smelled like rotten eggs. I kid you not. For a long time, it smelled like rotten eggs, and we didn't know why. It's kind of a long story, but I'll just leave it at that. But 
Once the plumbers came and they dug these huge ditches, these deep ditches that were so deep that they were over the heads of the plumbers. It was amazing. And they actually went under my house, like human bodies hanging out in there with the lake of sewage, which I thought was amazing. But once they were done and I was just like sick of being sick, I went in the bathroom and I picked up my scissors and I cut eight inches off the back of my hair. I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to do it. I was just like, go. I just, I needed to get rid of dead energy and it felt so good. And And I did something similar last year around this time, like the cutting of the hair. I think something about Imolk, like this time of year coming off, you know, the the excess of Christmas and then all the darkness and dust and whatever, it just feels like a time to cast off, cast off a lot of old junk and allow yourself to feel new and fresh and clean. I I get the craving for that. And and again, maybe it's because I'm in Los Angeles. I don't know, but that's just how this time of year makes me feel. And again, I know so many of you are buried under snow right now and bracing for winter. So maybe this feeling will happen for you later. I should say bracing for more winter. You've had a lot of winter and it seems more is on its way. Maybe you'll be like hanging out to see what Punk Satani Phil has to say on Groundhog Day. Like, please, please, God, (laughs) let the winter end. Because I know it's really intense. It's dangerous. I've been seeing the news. They're telling people not to breathe in deeply, that that's dangerous. And that's pretty wild. So if that's you, you know, these feelings might start happening for you later. Or you might be living in the southern hemisphere and it's the exact reverse for you. Like you're ready to get all hugo with it. But for anyone who finds themselves smack dab in the middle of winter and spring, regardless of the weather outside, if you're looking to help that transition along, if you're looking to just get maybe even into the energy of spring before spring starts happening outside, space clearing can make a huge difference. And hello, now we have, those of us that have Netflix, Marie Kondo has her own show, Tidying Up. And I could I could actually do a whole episode just on Marie Kondo's show, Tidying Up. And I see so many of you on Twitter are loving it too. I have been working with her book, the life-changing magic of tidying up for a few years now. And the idea of like, does it spark joy is so powerful and helpful and you can apply it to every part of your life. It's not just about socks (laughs) or old shoes or books. You can apply it to relationships. You can apply it to hair. (laughs) You can apply it to all different kinds of things. But I'll just say, uh, just a note, just a little tangent What I love about the Marie Kondo method, Con Marie, is that it's not shame-based. And it's not like an HGTV makeover when she goes into someone's house and it's like a complete transformation and there's these amazing before and after pictures. She's not telling anybody to be a minimalist. She's not telling anybody that they have to get rid of their stuff. 
It's just very simple. Does this spark joy? It's about living a joyful life that you love. And she has these great, the folding technique is life-changing in and of itself, but she has these awesome methods for tidying up and going through all of your stuff. Is it so fascinating that we as Westerners find it overwhelming to go through everything we own? We are in so much abundance that it overwhelms us to have to look at everything we own. Like we're like, I don't need, we don't do it. We don't do it. When she has everybody pull all their clothes out and look at what they have, it's like a mountain of shirts. (laughs) And it's usually pretty shocking to the person seeing it. Like we literally don't even know what we own. And I think in that case, the things that we own, own us. It has like a, a reverse effect that way. And we end up being owned by our junk. So I think her method is great. And I especially love it again, because it's not about shaming you or trying to make you into somebody who you're not. It's just about lightening your load, so to speak, and, and creating a greater sense of joy. And then again, in the spring transition module, there is a little bit of shadow work in there. And then there's a section called Space Clearing and the Art of Internal Feng Shui, which is something I think that you could call shadow work as well. And then in terms of reviewing your new year, it might be helpful to work a little Marie Kondo magic on that as well and ask of your new year resolutions and goals and your word of the year, all the things that you, the intentions that you set for the beginning of the year to look back over them and just say, does this spark joy? Does it leave you feeling cold and disinterested or does it spark joy? Does it, does it bring up a bunch of resistance or does it spark joy? Is it triggering the beast of shame and driving you from a place of fear or does it spark joy? Is it making your life better or worse? Remember, if it's, if it's not serving you, you get to choose again. You can choose again today, now, next month, any time of the year, you can choose again. There's no law that says, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, you said you would lose that extra 10 pounds this year, and if you don't lose, you're a loser, (laughs) you know? Like, you make the rules. You have every right to change your mind, and you might decide to focus instead on improving your health instead of losing that 10 extra pounds. You might choose to, you know, just to rewrite your goal and to get it more into alignment with your soul or what actually sparks joy for you. And I happen to believe that what sparks joy for you is a soul. It's a soul message when you ask that question of yourself and you answer it genuinely. So instead of losing that extra 10 pounds, you might choose to focus on nurturing and celebrating your body Instead of maybe the original goal was a form of punishing your body into a certain shape, you know, that might be what losing those extra 10 pounds means to you. And it means different things to different people. For some people, it's about empowerment and freedom of movement. And, but then for others, it's about self-hatred. And then for others, it's just a, a fun game of exploring the possibilities. There are definitely people like that that like to set goals and are always, you know, pushing themselves to do something new because that's who they are. They crave change and they enjoy the challenge. But that's why it's good to check in with yourself and, and your true motives to really check in with what's driving you. 
and ask yourself if you're being driven by love or fear. And looking back on your New Year resolutions is one way to discern the difference. I think this applies too for those of you working with a tarot card of the year. Like if you've chosen a card like the Tower or Hanged Man or Ten of Wands or Three of Swords or Five of Pentacles, whatever, and it's making you feel trapped, helpless, waiting for the other shoe to drop or or dreading some horrible bad news, stop. Stop it. Stop stop that energetic momentum and either pick a new card on purpose, with purpose, because you get to choose, of course you get to choose, or choose to assign the card a more empowering meaning. So the hanged man, for example, might then represent a period of gestation and nurturing as you're preparing to give birth to something big and amazing, or the Ten of Wands is encouraging you to look in every situation every day to find a new way to lay your burden down. It's asking you to lay down your burden and set yourself free so that you can run and dance your way up the rest of that hairy, scary hill. And I'm not at all suggesting that your word of the year or the tarot card you've selected that it must be like a happy hippie cakewalk or that I'm not saying that they should not challenge you because it's awesome to be challenged and it's great to be stretched beyond your comfort zone. But if if the card that you chose is making you feel crappy, if it's filling you with a sense of foreboding or dread, Just remember, it's not the boss of you. It's just a little card. And you are a sovereign spiritual being and you have every right to choose again. And and maybe it's just not time to be working with the card like the tower, (laughs) you know? It's not for everyone. And then just in terms of general goals, like if you're looking back on the last few weeks and you're feeling disappointed in yourself because you know, you know that the goal you set for the year is a worthy one. It's one that matters to you greatly, but still you have totally slacked on making it happen. It's still really early in the game. You are not out yet. Do not give up. Just find out why. Find out why you've been slacking. Find out what's up with that and do it gently. Like keep in mind to like gently, gently keep in mind that results don't lie. If your goal is to have $5,000 in savings by the end of the year and you've saved exactly $0 four weeks into it, you, my friend, are not on track, right? But also, There's no reason to beat up on yourself about it. Like feeling like a loser won't change anything. Unless, of course, you want to make the situation worse, which I'm just going to assume you don't. (laughs) But if you want to change things for the better, wonder. Wonder. Wonder is a very good place to begin. Wondering might actually start to improve things a little bit. Like I wonder why I keep resisting taking the actions I know I need to take to reach that goal. I wonder what I could do differently to get every part of myself more fully on board. Getting curious can do wonders. Getting curious about why. Getting curious about yourself. Like Wonder about the possibilities. Wonder about what makes you tick. Find out why you have been slacking and then 
find a way to correct that. Sometimes all it takes is the most teeny tiny minor adjustment. And it might be a simple matter of changing like one small habit or asking for help. And then if it's something bigger, like you're actually butting up against a huge block of fear that traces all the way back to some trauma of your childhood, it's good to know that too. It's good to know that too, because then you at least you can begin, at least like I said earlier, then you know the situation, right? And you know what you're dealing with. And self-knowledge is power. Know thyself, which, you know, before you can adjust the situation, you first have to actually know what the situation is, which is why, which is why I'm talking about this now. I think Imolk, spring transition, it's an awesome time to make this kind of inquiry, you know, before there's too much momentum going on the year. If you're a person that really values like seeing your word of the year through to the end or reaching those new year resolutions, this is a great time to check in with yourself and and to revisit some of that shadow work like I was talking about, which is to me, shadow work is the domain of the light worker. It's about shedding light on the shadows. So Hopefully, I haven't grossed you out too much with my chest cold here trying to talk through it. There will be lots of editing for sure. There was quite a few stops along the way to sneeze and cough and hack and blow, but I got through it. I'm happy, and and now I just want to share with you this little candle spell that you can do for Imolk. You can do over the weekend. You can do it anytime you want to shed some light on the shadows or you want to get some clarity around some question that you have. So let's say you have, you're trying to figure out why, why you are the way you are or what is standing in your way or what you need to know to do next. Like you have some question, some soul question that you want answered. This is a good little ritual to do for that. So get a candle, get a scrap of paper and a pen, a quiet space, that's all you need. Uh, actually, that's not true because there's a little bit of fire involved. If you, wa- if you want to create a little bit of fire, please take all the precautions necessary. Get yourself a little cauldron, some sand, a fire extinguisher, stand in the bathtub, do what you got to do. <laughs> but don't blame me if you light yourself on fire. Please don't light yourself on fire, okay? So this is, this is how it goes. You light the candle, you get into the meditative state, staring into the flame of the candle, and you say something like this. Thank you, God, goddess, divine, whatever. Thank you for this beautiful light. May it be a reflection of my own, as within, so without, and a portal of fire that burns through the chaos, confusion, and resistance obscuring the truth. Please bless me now with the clarity of mind to receive its message. What is it now that my own divine soul would have me see? Please tell me now how to successfully fill in the blank XYZ. Then you can write this down. Please tell me now how to successfully write it down and then say, I am open to receive I am willing to see the truth. And then you fold the paper toward you and give it a good crease. And then you turn it a little bit and you say again, I am open to receive. I am willing to see the truth. 
Then you fold the paper toward you one more time and give it one more little turn and you say again, your paper will be getting smaller and smaller. I am open to receive. I am willing to see the truth. You fold it one more time and you say, it is done. Thank you. As you light your little piece of paper on fire (laughs) and then you drop it in the cauldron so that again, you don't light yourself or your home or your cat or your pillows on fire. You do not have to do this piece. You can simply just gaze into the candle. I like to burn things. (laughs) So, she liked to burn things. Only a lad. You really can't blame him. Only a lad. Society made him. (laughs) Does anybody know Oigo Boigo? I was obsessed with that song when I was a kid. Sometimes I say something and it triggers some song from a million years ago, and I literally can't help myself. I have to break out into song. And I apologize, because this is supposed to be a very sacred candle ritual, and here I am bursting into Oingo Boingo lyrics. But the point is, after after you do your spell, after you, you burn the paper, you want to sit there and gaze into the candle in a meditative state for as long as possible. Once you blow the candle out or snuff the candle out, you can also say it is done or you can let the candle burn all the way down. But then you just kind of forget about it and trust that the answer will come to you in due time. It is definitely an exercise of faith and trust. So that's it, my friends. This is my New Year in Review episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I have something really, really weird that I'm thinking about doing next week. I'll think about it a little bit more to see how weird I want to get here publicly. And then I have some amazing interviews coming up that I know y'all are going to love. So Use the discount code Moonology if you want to get the Shadow Love audio journey or you want to try the Spring Transition module. I would love it if you join me over on Patreon. I am trying to reach the goal of $2,500 a month, and I have not yet crossed over $600 a month. So it's a very far out goal, but I feel like that's what makes it exciting in addition to the fact that the goal is to literally pay my rent and my health insurance every month through Patreon. So I guess that in and of itself is exciting. But because it's so, it seems so far out and outlandish, it's an exciting goal. So anybody who has contributed to helping me get there, thank you. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.